Okay, y'all, this is part two of our interview with Mr. Preston Zimmerman. This part of the interview, we'll focus more on his weight loss journey and his story, how we got there. So if you're here and you didn't hear the first episode, go back. You probably missed an episode. Go back and listen to the first episode on The Root Doctor. It's pretty interesting, and uh, I mean, we I think you'll learn a lot. But this is the second part. This is not really talking about the business. This is more talking about his weight loss journey. Also quite inspirational, and I think we could get a lot from it. So I hope you all enjoyed this bonus episode. Okay, take care, peace and love, and catch you all at the next one, Earthlings. Yeah, I was just asking about, you know, what goes into the meal prep and why why you're doing it. And are you trying to hit certain food groups? Um, what are you trying what are you trying for people to get out of these meals? Man, number one is so they can taste and try veganism. People think uh, they look delicious. By the way, eat. I saw it online. I mean, no, I, thought, I thought it was jerk chicken. I thought it was. I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> mushrooms. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm just trying to give a healthier alternative to people, letting letting them know that you can definitely eat and be healthy and love what you're eating at the same time. You know, so that's one. And then the reason why many people want to lose weight. Um, not everybody want to convert to veganism, but they are definitely open to a healthier lifestyle. So like I always tell my people, I do not cook nobody's meat, nobody's nothing with animals. So everything that I've been cooking definitely has been um, more of the healthier uh, for the people. And I'm grateful for it. So they loving it, man. So why not give them what they want? You know? Mm hmm. I, I, it's just that I'm not going to lie to you, man. That has been, that has been a real challenge for me. My mom is vegetarian. She's not vegan. Mm -hmm. I mean, around Christmas time, I mean, it's kind of tough to say no to that harm. But once, <laughs> I, <laughs> once I started looking into it, it's, it, uh, I started opening my mind. It, it started to become very difficult for me to cut certain things out of my life. Not necessarily because I don't buy meat today. But it seems like all the other residual products may have meat-based stuff, you know, butter. It comes from animal fat. Sure, I can use coconut oil as an alternative, but I have to make a conscious choice to look at the label, look at the stuff. It, was that difficult for you? Um, it was challenging more so than difficult. Um, yeah, you have to really look at labels. Labels are everything. Understanding what's in those packaging of this and that. You know, for example, there's some things that they will say that's vegan. Well, it has no dairy in it or dairy free, but it's not vegan. And a lot of people don't understand. You have to understand if that doesn't have that V logo, it does not mean it is vegan or necessary. It's vegan. And even some vegan products itself have uh, processed and bad things. in it. So it's just being a healthy, healthy, conscious person. When you are more conscious, your your mind will take you to places and show you things what you're supposed to do. Um, another thing is the sugar content. <laughs> Looking at the sugar content, man, is like, oh no, I can't have that. But people are just getting what they want because it tastes good, it it's feels cheap. good, it's cheap. And listen, even being vegan, they're like, oh, that's expensive. How do you afford that? It's not expensive. Let me tell you what's expensive about vegan. The processed vegan. That's expensive. That's more expensive than anything else. When you start doing the process, process stuff for veganism, yes. But other than that, buying fresh, organic produce, man, listen. It's, it's, it's the best. Like, I would never change to go back to eating meat. I'm okay. I don't want to eat none of that stuff because the way I felt and feel, I'm good. I don't want to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, um, that's really commendable. I mean, my mom originally, I remember the time she came home and she's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm tired seeing chickens dying for us to eat. She really was yeah. eating the animals. And when you have a connection with, with life, and you realize all these things have feelings and, and why are we eating them? They do. Alternatives? They do. 
They do. They do. And that's my thing. People think like, bro, you can't vegan because of animals. Let me tell you something. Be honest with you. Animals ain't had nothing to do with me being coming vegan at first, bro. Really, really, truthfully, didn't like you're looking at a dude or you're hearing a guy that used to kill hogs and kill chickens himself moving down south um, because that's just livelihood. That's what they did down here to, to survive and to eat. But after a while, I was like, bro, I love my animals, man. <laughs> like, I'm the person you go to pee house, pee don't kill a spider, pee don't kill none of that stuff. And I don't believe in killing that stuff. You know, these are things that God has designed and created for a reason and a purpose. So we have to learn to adapt and to get through some stuff. And so by me being vegan, it definitely helps for me to, like you say, stick up for my animals, <laughs> my yeah. little homies. Yeah. I can't say nothing too much. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. Yeah. Um, do you, who, who in your life, do you have people in your life who support you to kind of keep you grounded and keep you on this path it sounds sounds like you you definitely um i mean you're doing the right thing I, i'm just wondering if you have strong influences to also uh helping you uh great question man uh wow i've had people in my life that i was trying to build and connect with over for years i don't believe in finding new friends i'm not that person and um any great leader usually have to lead and be by themselves. But every now and then they'll have some help, but they usually are by themselves. So I definitely have, far as like relate to some family support that's really, really always there pushing me. You know, my mother, she definitely encouraged me to do certain things to go for it. But I can't really say that I have someone in my family that's constantly, I have a cousin. I do have a cousin named Marcy Haley. Um, We've been talking and riding for, for years. She's she's much, much older than I. She's like, what, 20-something years older than I. But she's a cousin that prays. She's a cousin that helps. She's a cousin that encourages. She's a cousin that tells me all. She's one of those cousins, like, all right, this is what you need to look into. And it helps because she and her husband used to be huge business owners in um, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So my cousin, Marcy Haley, um, my mother, Angela Major. And then far as like outside friends, I have two best friends. Um, they're from state, Omarion Bennett. And then I have my good friend, my best friend, Ramel Taylor. And we'll talk, run stuff over. But my friend, my homegirl, Sprinter, Sprinter Vasa Bell Brown from Portland, Oregon. The chick is smart, man. I appreciate her. Uh, She's my age and she talks to me like, yo, P, we got to do this. You need to check this out. Nah, you don't need that. And I need that type of person in my life. And so she's just that for me and I'm appreciative for it. You talk about family and, and as, a, as a gentleman from the South, um, I know when I was in the South, the first thing that struck me was the food. <laughs> no, I mean, this is from a meat eater's standpoint, but I mean, there's hog maw, there's pig, there's chili, there's chicken, yeah, 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 all yeah, that yeah. stuff that you can eat every Facts. different way that they can fry something. <laughs> um, fry a fat ass, uh, what they call it, some yeah, ass meat minute. <laughs> yeah, everything, you know, and, and and it's everywhere. And it's, it's funny because even it, that seemed like the, but that seemed when I was there, that seemed like the best thing to do. It's like it's food. Why? How could food be bad for you? Uh, it, it seems like so you really had, had to have a change in, in mindset and a change in, in perspective. And, and you say, you know, family may not have always been seeing things the way you do now. Do you think that mm -hmm. that society and all these influences as well? compound the problem more and, and make it a lot harder to to get healthy, to get better? Yeah, society definitely, because they make it easier for things to be accessible for people except for the healthy foods. Anything that's not healthy, when you look at advertisement, we don't see anybody advertising, get you a kale sandwich, get you a kale wrap. No, we see them, Arby's, you got the meat, you know, stuff like that. Big Mac. Uh, <laughs> Big Mac, yeah. Mm -hmm. now, now, like for another thing, if, and this is how I am, if Burger King, McDonald's is promoting something, I'm not going to have it if it's vegan. 
So I remember, man, eating Beyond Meat before it became very, very popular. So I got some, a Beyond Burger out there in Oregon. And every time I would eat this Beyond Meat, I feel horrible. My gut is full. It's just like I, I don't feel good at all. And so I've alluded that to being that this stuff here causes inflammation on a whole nother level. I got to work this out. So what now? Burger King, I think, yeah, Burger King, they have the impact, uh, Impossible Whopper or the um, Beyond Whopper or something? I think so, Impossible Whopper. For even stuff with that, we got to be careful. <laughs> we got to mm. just be so careful because I believe that the government don't want us to do good or be good. They want us to be in a place of inflammation. They want us to be in a place of diseases because how do pharmaceutical reps get their, get paid? Somebody got to get sick. Somebody's gonna Let's get go sick. to the doctor. And let's go to this doctor and let's go ahead and show them why they need to get this particular um, pill. All right. The doctor's always practicing. Well, I don't know if it works for a cardiac patient, but we're going to try it. Yeah, this is a new pacemaker. We're going to see how it works, but you're, you're trying something. But we're going to give you this pill to go with it. Maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help. So anything that's healthy for us, you can expect, you know, good to be against you know so it's the opposite so we have to be very mindful of that bro just just be very mindful and understand and i'm going really really fast really going backwards to reading your labels is very important mm-hmm. understand don't look just at the carbs but understand what's in these particular meals as it relates to um feelings like you know they may say 50 percent of this is impossible burger uh, which is plant-based. And then another 40% may be some other uh, citric acid and some of this stuff. Like that stuff isn't healthy. <laughs> so we got to be very mindful on that stuff, dog. Man, um, you know, I was just looking at some stats. Uh, North Carolina, I think, has the highest um, fast food restaurants um, out of any state, I believe. And, and I oh, think- wow. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love I love North Carolina. Lots of my friends live in Charlotte, but I mean, just from a visual standpoint, I, I know some a lot of people in in those parts of the countries are, are are more sick. You know, maybe a bit more over- more sick, obesity, high blood pressure, high blood. Yep, diabetes, all the things that 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 we cancer rate. it's all kind of stuff out here. Yes, I mean, I'm trying to tell you, man, it's just our people we're not we don't care because yeah. we just go like this is good i like the taste of it this is better yeah. but no nah, we gotta we have to do better yeah i wouldn't necessarily say we don't care I, a lot of times i know this is biblical but you know it's just my people perish uh-huh. because of lack of wisdom uh knowledge as well true you could throw that in there too but it, uh, you know a lot of times food groups i mean education i think is is really important and I am really grateful that as a young man, I had the foundation to know about food groups, even though I didn't take it as seriously as I should have at that time. Now, when, mm-hmm. when I'm trying to understand it better, this, this knowledge is coming back to me. And I think more people just need to be more aware. As you say, you need to be more aware of what goes in your food. What's in the label? What are they using? Is it healthy? Is it Exactly. You know, it's, it's a challenge. Correct. It's a challenge. Um, it is a challenge, bro. It is. Yeah. Um, no, you, you also touched on this point. You touched about doctors. You touched about pills. And this is funny because um, we're talking about um, Dr. Sebi. And we all and we know we're just coming. We're just getting over the best part. Uh, we're getting a little bit better with the coronavirus. We're getting vaccines in people's arms. And we're getting more people maybe having the ability to go back out to work. But we think about the availability of these vaccines. It's really because of the hard work of Bill Gates who is a businessman, right. one of the richest businessmen in, in the world. <laughs> uh, and, and now, you know, he's, he, um, I'm using my quotations here, healing people, um, giving <laughs> right. everyone the vaccine. But when we mention someone like Dr. Sebi or his teachings or someone who's trying to teach holistic medicine or healing through food, not through pills and medicine, it may not be looked at in the same light. Um, is that something you might get going into a bit more and um, how you how you 
um, are thinking about things differently, maybe than conventional medicine? Yeah, definitely. So I've stopped, I used to work at a particular hospital, I won't get this name, so I won't get in trouble later on. <laughs> but I used to work at a particular hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, and very, very popular hospital. And I remember I had to get vaccinated for multiple things because I worked, what, in the hospital. And Ebola just, just went over like a year ago. So we're just getting over Ebola. And I stood my ground to remember, like, I don't want to take none of this stuff. I don't want no vaccine. I don't want this stuff. And I, and I did. And I remember somehow, some way, bro, I got in and I made it through, you know. So I don't believe in the vaccine because our body naturally heals itself, number one. Um, Hey, can you put a pause on, bro? Like, edit this yeah. part because I got a client to come and pick up some. I got food. you, man. Let me, let me, um, um let me. Let's... No, that's cool. Let me let's let's pause it right here, and um, I'll just wait. I'll yeah. I'll wait. I'll stay on the call. It's not a big deal. Okay. Hey, bro. Hey, guys, how are you? How are you? Good. I'm like a little delta. You ready for what? So I thought. So this is you. Yeah. Okay. They literally are like a couple houses down. Man, I need my own space. Well, enjoy. Oh, yeah, we've been enjoying it very much so. Well, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> so I'm going to um, make one thing for y'all next week. And it's just going to be one time because I don't want y'all on it. It's uh, wheat gluten and bottle wheat gluten and chickpeas. But I make actually look like a pork chop. I make it look like chicken, chicken. Ooh. So I don't eat it because of the gluten, because it still make you bloated. Yeah. But um, I guarantee y'all like it. Oh, all right, y'all. Right, appreciate all it. Right, y'all can drive on the grass. All right, bro. Let's roll. Oh, right. man. Yo, how much land out there? Oh, gosh. We are on about three, four, five, six, maybe seven. So split up from my parents' House is sitting on exactly two and a half. And the one that I rent out is uh, half an acre. Then this one here is four. So six acres. Six acres, wow. Yeah, man. Like, um, you know, it's, we, we talking and stuff. And I mean, I, yeah, I put it in context, but yeah, you actually out there on a, on a farm, uh, on your, you know, a generational farm. Yeah. That in the South, run by Black people, it's a lot of history and and yes, so sir. It's a lot of energy. Yes, sir. That region of the world, of the universe. So that's that's um yeah, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Definitely. All right. I know. I know you're busy. I hear you doing the meal prep. Uh, can you tell us a bit about the businesses that you actually that you you're working in right now? I know you have the farm. Yeah. So basically, the farm is called Exodus Holistic um, Agriculture Farms. And it's located here in Darlington, South Carolina. Um, it's starting off small. We're in the process of looking for land. And the purpose of Exodus Holistic Farming is to grow our own vegetation. Um, and I'll talk more about it because I do meal prepping. And I believe in definitely having a place where people can come and get their food from the resource. So the resource would be growing my own and putting it on their plate. So we don't have none of this GMO, none of this other stuff that the government is putting the air in our own foods. So holistic farmers just that. And then we also want to grow eventually get into hemp and then eventually start doing the medicinal herbs as well. So what we do from the ground goes straight to your pocket of health straight to the pocket of healing within your internal self. It may sound obvious, but why uh, grow your own food? Man, listen, there's so much going on out here with government. <clears throat> so when we look at the oranges, when we look at um, certain vegetables and things, we want seeds. And if you don't have seeds in your own vegetation, that shows us there's some type of what GMO. There's some hybrid taking place. So now the government, because what? We have a lot of scientists. 
so the, the government will find themselves any way that I think, any way possible to save money. So why not go ahead and create this and it's cheaper and the people still like it. It still tastes good. So if you grow your own food, you own, not only you know what you're getting and put it into your body, but it's a meditative liberation um, peace moment for you to connect in energy, connect with God out there, getting your hands dirty. But it's very important to grow your own food. Um, I believe they're going to come a time where uh, we won't be able to afford too much of different produce and different things. Look at now, milk is expensive, I think, for those who drink that, like $4. Uh, you go to Hawaii, milk is $5. So it, it it's just so much you miss and take away from yourself when you do not grow and you do not raise your own stuff. And with what I stand for as a holistic healer, I believe in operating in just that, making sure that people are getting what they need to survive and get what they need to live a long, long, healthy life. I mean, that again, I think about all previous generations, like my grandmother, she grew her own food. She had chickens and a chicken coop and she got eggs from the farm. And I mean, from right there in her yard, she had fruit trees and everything. And I know as, as we advance as a society, maybe we thought we were doing the right thing by having grocery stores everywhere and trying to fast track how we get our food. But it seems mm-hmm. like you're, you're hinting that we're missing something and then coming across saying that you're talking about healing and holistic healing. What are we missing? Is there something that happened? Is it financial incentives? Is, I know you mentioned the government. What happened? I don't, I don't think it's financial. I think it's just a lack of consistency. Um, generations have changed where they look at farming or farming or agriculture. Farming is something like who does that? Who wants to do that? There's no money in that. By actuality, man, there's tons of money in agriculture farming. Not only that, a lot of young people just got away and shunned away, and especially we don't have those grandparents no more. You know, a lot of grandparents nowadays are what? Basically our age generation, 35, 40. Um, when their grandkids are a teenager, they may be about six, around that 50-something mark. So they, that generation of grandparents don't have the experience of knowing how to get out, to germinate, how to compost, how to grow your own foods, they don't really go and push that to their own children. And so it takes a generation of regrouping, rebuilding us to get motivated to doing that. And that's one of the things with Exodus Holistic um, Agriculture Farm, we're about educational on the STEM level, to teaching our people, teaching our community, the importance. Like, let's get back to the fundamentals of healing which is growing your own stuff, getting back to that source. So it's the disconnect in the consistency of generations. You know, I, I know in my personal life, I when I started working and I felt like I was doing well for myself, I would eat anything I can. Before I knew it, I went to the doctor and me, a skinny dude, they were looking at me telling me I was pre-diabetic. It, that made me make a change in my life to try to really dive in and laser in where I got my food from, try to grow my own food. But again, something almost catastrophic had to happen in my life before I realized that food may be up in the answer. Since I started eating my, growing my own food, trying to be a bit more organic, trying to be healthy in my choices, I have seen my results. I'm no longer pre-diabetic and I, I feel healthier, I feel stronger and, and I feel, I feel more fulfilled. So, yeah, uh, Pre-diabetic, man, I used to be, like I said, 435 pounds. No, 445 pounds. And being that, you know, you look healthy, you think you're healthy, there's nothing wrong. You're really on a borderline of just explosion. You're on a borderline of going through or preparing your body to go through some stuff that is not prepared to go through. And the reason why it's so important for us to remain in a place of consistency of eating healthy, because do you not know when you overeat breads, starches, white carbs, all this stuff is what? Processed down into sugars. And I look at young children. I look at, um, yeah, let's talk about the young people. 
Mm-hmm. I was out there in Oregon cooking uh, one morning from the garden. And we'll usually feed our young people with uh, Camp Elso. We'll feed them in the morning, do a dem- uh, food demonstration with them. And one of the young brothers there have not eaten. Well, he said he ate that morning, but what he ate was a box of pizza, mm-hmm. like a Domino's pizza. Not no box of pizza, frozen pizza. This fella ate a box of pizza. He ate about eight slices. So I'm like, yo, we're tripping. And we wonder why. And I used to teach high school. And we wonder why our children cannot function in class. We wonder why our children can't reach certain standards. Because everything, the pedagogy is all shifted wrong. And so we got to get that mind of understanding when you eat fried foods, it clogs your arteries. When you eat a whole bunch of beef, it sits in your digestive system for so long before it properly digests. When you drink a lot of liquor, it takes your liver approximately three days to detoxify itself before it can receive or bring in the nutrients that it needs. So the importance of eating healthy stems from, yes, we have to. I'm a living witness and testimony. I don't have headaches. I don't go through the lethargic um, episodes of my life where I feel I'm not getting enough. So it's truthfully, 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 truthfully important. I guess for, for the us that don't know, uh, what, what foods, I mean, if you could just tell the world right now, uh, you could talk about the South, mm-hmm. you could talk about your own experience, but what should we be eating that we're not eating? What are we missing from our diet? Who are we? We are what? God said, I created you in my image. So therefore, we are electric beings. God is electric. God is in the universe. God is in the trees. God is out there in every four elements, air, wind. We have to connect back to that. When you look at Moshe in the text, when Moses took and led the children out of bondage, he came to a place where these young people and these people were complaining because they were ready to eat. Yeah, we've been out here traveling with you, act of faith, Moses, but now we want some food. We want manna. We need something. And Moshe had enough of faith when he turned around, the Most High gave them what they needed out there in the wilderness. They had all the greens they needed. You know, I don't eat meat, but he provided them with quail. They had enough wheat to make bread. There's electric stuff. We don't eat that processed stuff. So stop eating processed stuff, number one. Stop going to the fast food stores because it's convenient. Learn to do your meal prep or get somebody that can do meal prepping for you and push you in a direction of healthiness. Because when you eat wrong, you can't think clearly. Your mind is different. The way you feel and look is different. But when you eat on on a whole nutritional electric level, man, I don't care your age, the inflammation, and that's another thing, we're living in inflammation. A lot of people are suffering with a lot of different autoimmune disease, uh, such as MS, um, such as rheumatoid arthritis, and they have this pain out of nowhere. And one thing we have to understand that with these uh, itises, it's associated with what? Some type of inflammation. So when we get to the point and place where we're not inflamed, we won't hurt no more. But what causes inflammation? Sugar causes inflammation. Breads causes inflammation and yeast. These food, if you're like on the acidic side, if you have issues with um, high hernias, if you have issues with any type of um, acid reflux, tomatoes, all these things causes a reaction to your body. So you have to properly detox yourself in order to heal yourself to go to a right place of betterness. Um, I, I know in our conversations, you you actually mentioned um, Dr. Sebi, someone who who I have followed, you know, quite quite often. Who else, or what are the resources you found along your way that could help people who are also like minded and would like to to um, embark upon this healthy journey? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Um, so, 2012, I was called to go to seminary, get my Master's of Divinity in uh, Concentration of Psychology. And during doing so, 
I know spirit told me I needed to lose weight. If not, I'll just die. Just plain and simple. Like, it was no beating on a bush. That's what that what it was. And I remember going on YouTube, just looking. I think I was just looking up healthy stuff, weight loss stuff. Um, and this brother just appeared out of nowhere on Instagram. Who was that? Dr. Sabi. And Baba Sabi, my spirit fell in love. It's like I became such a student and glued to hearing what this man had to say. And because of that, that was like prompt of me going straight vegan without me knowing or realizing why I'm going vegan. And because of that, he has taught me so much during his life. And I never met him. I remember putting out there in the universe, I want to meet him, I want to meet him, I want to meet him, I want to meet his children, I want to meet the family. And I later on met his daughters. Um, you know, he had many, many, many children, but I met some of the bones uh, down in Atlanta and bro, we've been connected ever since. And I've just been ex inspired to always go and push. Um, another brother that we may not hear more, too much more about, but he's just as well, as good as Dr. Sabi as well. There's a little, you know, things I don't agree with, but who don't agree with, or who does agree with everything that someone has to say. Um, Dr. Lilia Africa. Um, brother is brilliant when it comes down to understanding the body, understanding what these spots and what your eyes are saying, what your toes are saying. Brilliant. So those two are very, very impactful to my stance or my foundation where I am today, right now. And then, of course, to maintain where I am is simply I have a trainer and watching people that's in our group. I've always used to tell guys that were smaller than me that skinny. I used to say, listen, man, I can't stand your skinny <laughs> bastards. They're like, yo, you bugging. What's wrong with you? I'm like, son, just because I want to have a flat stomach with some abs, that's all. But, <laughs> but now I'm transitioning into that place of starting to see it come to fruition, and I'm excited. So my motivation is always looking at pictures and not wanting to go back where I came from. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I'm going into uh, – soon I'm going to start calling by Moshe. Moshe? What's that? Yeah. What, what Moshe, so basically, it's biblical. It's uh, Moses out of the Bible. Moshe, Moses. When Moses went out there, I was raised by Pharaoh's daughter, and Moses was called to lead the people out of the bondage. And so, with Moses, Moses did just that. But the only thing about Moses that I, I want to be different, I want to enter into the promised land. Moses led all these people through faith, act of kindness. He showed them a whole lot of stuff by building your faith. And just going but moses got frustrated with people because you know because people didn't want to do right and god told him to speak to the rock but moses he kicked that damn rock because he was frustrated and because he <laughs> kicked the rock <laughs> and he was just you know his disobedience he was unable to enter into the promised land so moshe is the name that i had over my head for the last several years and i'm just now walking into it but i just want to be in a different place of obedience embracing it that man that's that's a i never looked at that story that way mm -hmm. you, you just taught me something you're right moses moses did all that hard work and he never got in the promised land and it's, it's probably because of his attitude at the end that's disobedience that's yeah, yeah. so it's always yeah. important that we keep the right energy and the right mode of going no matter what that's true. That's true. But did he did he um did he ascend into heaven at all? Did, or did he just it didn't say, but I he definitely just died. I didn't really see read anymore. You know, shoot, after he croaked and died, Aaron came along in the Bible, like, all right, forget that. We're gonna move on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, but his purpose, man, but he lived a long life, a long life. So when we look at dandelions out there in the field, a lot of us will look at it as it being some type of weed. Um, there's no use for a dandelion, but that's 
factually wrong. <laughs> factually wrong. Um, dandelions is known as a bitter herb. And many of our ancestors have used those greens and salads, teas, um, tinctures, and etc., to heal themselves. Dandelion, we know, is good for diuretic, which is help one to go to the bathroom. We know that dandelion is also good for a liver detox. Um, when we look at uh, figs on the tree, figs on the tree, man, simply, what, what's figs good for? It's good for your digestive system. So when we understand the importance of what we put in consuming our bodies as medication, we will make sure that we take care of our environment and those things around as well. But so many people aren't conscious minded to that part, bro, to the point where they don't care or they don't see no value. But like you said, our people perish for the lack of knowledge. And so a lot of people have lost the, the king, the sense of trying to learn. So what we eat definitely is our medicine and if you allow yourself to be in a place of eating anything, you will find yourself feeling any type of way and possibly looking some type of way. Yeah. And I guess to that point, foods that maybe you eat, maybe you should not eat that much of. I know you say some foods could be medicine. I've heard that garlic and onions sometimes could be medicine. Definitely like the garlic. Garlic is used. Um, I don't remember, man. You remember Dr. Chuck from South Carolina State? Yeah. <laughs> so you remember how Dr. Chuck used to smell? Every day he would eat garlic mm. like it was apple, apples. And um, not knowing why this man used to smell like garlic and eat garlic, but it was a antibiotic. It was used to heal the blood, to purify the blood, to fight and help those white blood cells fight against those infections. So garlic, onions, um, parsley, good for blood pressure. There's so much. Once we take time to learn what they're good what and useful. Heart disease? heart disease? Oh, hawthorn berries. You know, hawthorn berries, excellent for heart disease. Um, yeah, hawthorn berry, like drinking hawthorn berry too. And what that does, it gets into your, your um, arteries and kind of clean it up. Always use this analogy, your arteries are like a straw. If you drink out of a straw consistently every day for several days without rinsing it properly or cleaning it, it began to build what? Residue, plaque, and things of that nature. Our arteries does the same thing. When you eat unhealthy things and you cause black plaque buildup inside of your arteries, which is like these little crystals, these little pallets of um, calcium, it builds up and it causes heart attacks. It causes a stroke. So when you have hawthorn berry, hawthorn berry juice, or take it as a herbal supplement pill itself, it goes into your bloodstream to fight and push and scrape those plaque that's damaging and causing or potentially getting ready to cause you to have some type of aneurysm or stroke. So it's good for high blood pressure. That is very good. Um, burdock root, going into cleansing your blood. You know, everything comes like you have to take a CDC, complete um, blood count when you go to the lab to see where your numbers stand are. Like, what's your stats? What's your A1C stats? And so it comes from your blood. And if your blood is contaminated, of course, you're going to be in a place of some health, unhealthy. So burdock root is good for that as well. What about sage and, and oregano, those type of like seasonings? Oh, man. Like green, green, any of that? Yeah. So let's fresh herbs. Man, listen, oregano itself is so good for seasonal everything. If you're feeling sick, <laughs> something going on, uh, get you some oregano oil. Uh, fresh oregano is, is good, but when you can get you the oil form, oh my goodness, it's so potent, but it's great for you. Um, you mentioned sage. Yes, yeah, sage kills uh, bacterial viruses. When you light it and you just sage it, like some people don't believe in the sage because they believe it's spooky, but that's their foolish thought because they don't know no better. 
I sage all the time. And with the sage itself, um, it kills any airborne viruses. People come in, my, in and out of my house for the spa treatment and sometimes to pick up food. And we're still in the pandemic. We're still in COVID. So I definitely say so sage is definitely good. And also the cook with um, is good for your lungs. Another thing that's good for your lungs while we're on herbs, man, talking about lung warts, mullen. Um, yeah, mullen. Mullen is, is look like this fuzzy, furry, green plant that grows tall. Um, it's great. Mullen, uh, mugwort, lungwort. All these things are so good to make tea, and it, it goes in kind of like detoxify your lungs in a sense. Oh man, this is some really. This is some good stuff. Oh, appreciate. <laughs> um, I'm so glad we could record it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is there? Um, I know we've been going for a minute, and of course, I would love to have you back on the show. Uh, is there anything else you um you think people should know about while we on this uh, on this topic of food? and getting people healthy, getting us back to a place where, where we should be. Just take time to really want to be in a place of healthy, not for looks, but for the right reason of wanting to feel and see your life change on a whole nother level. So that's my advice. And then as we transition to the healthiness, take time to heal yourself and love yourself, to hear yourself. Your your spirit, your body's always showing you signs and trying to take you through things to get you to a place of betterness. But we sometimes use those signs and allow the betterness to make us to be in a place of bitterness. And so we got to transform how we look at those things when we hear you may have this or you got this going on. It's not a time to be depressed, but it's a time to what? plunge and plunger out those things that's causing you now um, depression. So when we get to the place of eating correctly, we will see our body change in a dramatic way. Now, know this, timing is everything. I didn't lose 205, 10 pounds in a year or two years or five years. Yeah, I lost it in over a period of two years versus overnight. It was timing. The issue that I deal with now is my gut. It doesn't hang like it used to, but being consistent in what I eat and how I eat and when I decide to take a break from eating, because fasting is very, very detrimental and important. So make sure you guys stay in a place of hearing yourself in order to heal yourself. Preston, I thank you so much for all of that. Uh, just um, since we're wrapping up the interview, can you tell our guests, you know, where they can find you, where the social media, where you guys operate, the farm, um, mm-hmm. if they want to get a meal? <laughs> if they definitely, get a definitely. Um, so we're located here in Darlington, South Carolina. We are looking to, I keep on saying we like there's somebody else. I am looking to move for in uh, purchasing for rent a building for Yes, you got to, man. That's another thing we got to talk about another time about manifestation. But you can find me on Facebook. Yes, it's Preston Stay Focus Zimmerman. And my last name is spelled Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N. On my Instagram, I have two pages, but the one that you may want to follow is called Redo Your Life. And it's spelled R-E-D-U-E underscore U-R underscore life, L-I-F-E. Um, and then if you need, reach out, if you need consulting, you need meal prep, um, you need anything with mental health, hey, I'm the guy, hit me up. My phone number is 843-702-7077. And once again, I am the owner and founder of Exodus Holistic Wellness Center, Exodus Holistic Agriculture Farm, and Exodus Holistic Counseling Center. You have to stay on course, and you're doing that. No, no, that's that's the reason why I have we're working on the counseling center because, man, I used to be an angry person. Oh my gosh, in so many ways. Um, but mental, like I say, your chakras—that's the thing, man. A lot of people don't understand it, but they're they're asking questions now. When your chakras are, I always alluded to this to help people out, so they won't feel any type of way. God is so strategic and specific. When God said that I created you in my image, 
everything that we deal with and dealt with and dealing with, we're in the image of God. God said, I am in you. You're looking everywhere, but we fail to find the God in us because of what? We're separated because so many of us have eaten wrongfully. So many of us have drank and done drugs, whatever it may be, have been. And so when we find ourselves with the chakras line up in the middle, I always tell people this. Our chakras is like the energy of God. When something is thrown off, you got to find out what do I have to do to get and correct that. Like growing up, like I read my texts, even though I tell people I'm not Christian. But I still go with the text. I go with the Bible because it's still a roadmap. It's still guiding you and telling you what to do and how to do. But mm-hmm. you got to read with a different lens. When you read it with a oppressive lens, of course, you may read it. It's just whatever, A, B, and C, nine. But the text is telling you everything what's going on and where you need to be, what you got to prepare for, where were you at now. Like I said, this is no flesh. Like I had to tell somebody the other evening, we're not in a fleshly war. Everything we do is all spiritual. And we can't see that because we're blind and we're, we're blocked by so many other things. So that's when depression comes in. That's when this comes in. But you can feel it. It's energy. You can feel it. Definitely. Um, I, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. You're right. You're so right. Everything you say is right. You just... Um, if you fail to neglect the wisdom of your forefathers, you're doing to repeat the mistakes. If I was back in the day 2,000 years mm. ago and this shit went down, what do you think I would do? Yeah. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down in the hopes that that my dumbass years from now would read it and be... Uh, mm. anyway. You're right. I, I, told, I told my I friend know. last night, I said, bro, when people say, man, I got deja vu, I said, this is what I learned deja vu is. And this is, nobody taught me this. This is the spirit and God guiding me. I believe in reincarnation. And because of that, I believe when people have deja vu, or you may hear somebody in your family say, you know, that child seem old. They seem like they've been here before. They got an old soul or something. All right. So mm-hmm. with all of that, I'm like, hmm, what? That don't make sense. And it's simple. I believe God is like, I love you guys enough to send you back to fix and correct places where you made a mistake at. But you guys still felt neglect to realize what you're doing. Just like you said, I would have written this stuff down so later on I can find out I won't do this stupid shit no more. So I always feel that God is looking at us like, y'all not getting it. Number one, it's love. (laughs) Number two, you're just not getting it. So yeah, it's it's sad. And I th- and I think the more we learn, I think we're getting to a place where we're learning a lot more and a lot faster. There's a lot more information involved. But we're also realizing that a lot of the things that are really complex are actually super, super simple. Yes. It's it's so simple. Listen, that, call me silly know. when I'm out there and I and I kind of I felt comfortable when I was corrected. I felt that's correct. You're right. I apologize. I don't damage damage nature. People are like, bro, you ain't gonna cut that tree down for five. Nah, if it's not already broken, I ain't gonna use it unless unless I have to use it for an emergency. And even while I'm doing that, there's a way that you scan. Like I'm, I'm my ancestors as well, Native American. We're Blackfeet, Blackfoot Native Americans. Um, to what they are called. It's weird how my bloodline is, man. It's we're Caribbean black. Is is the way that we migrated. But anyhow. Um, I don't go out there and just go to the cedar tree and start cutting. There's a way you take and cut and shave the cedar, cedar tree in order to use its bark. It's respecting nature because she'll give you what's, what's needed. If you respect it, just like God said, mm-hmm. I, I got man out there. She, she gave you what was needed. <laughs> but when you start doing wrongfully, what happened? She's like, All right, I got you too on that too. Just like we used to say, when you speak into the glass of water, speak energy, speak life, then drink it. Because that water, those compounds, they hold this energy, this vibration. So it just makes sense. You know, if you just, like you said, the older we get, and I was just thinking about this, just thought about this this week. I'm like, dang, bro. I was taking a shower. I was like, I never thought I'd be like this. (laughs) The one 
telling young kids like, what you doing? The way I'm thinking, my mind is so much different. I'm like, but things were so, it's so much simple to the answer that we're looking for. And so when I counsel these young people, teenage, well, they're not young, they're 25 and above, some younger. But when I, you know, give them therapy, it's just like, they're moving too fast where they're not allowing themselves to sit down. That's why I always tell everybody, you've been outside today? You walk, you walked out in your grass barefoot, you ground yourself. Because when I was out there kayaking, bro, I, I seen it before it happened, but I still did it. I wanted to kayak. It was a cloudy day. It was about 50 something degrees, maybe, maybe 50 degrees. And I'm out there on a river and I seen two men. They said, all right, it's cool. I might bet they make it. I can go. It's raining. My damn kayak flipped over. First, for the first 10 seconds, mm, I panicked. And I caught myself. I just kept swimming because the river was going so fast downstream. Like it was fastly moving because I went over the cliff. And I remember taking a deep breath when I finally caught some breath, air. And I said, this is water. This is energy. Relax your mind. And I said something I said like in prayer. Before I knew it, I was grabbing dirt and pulling myself out. Had I freaked out when the police, they came. He said, man, you did good. I said, what you mean? He said, man, people get killed every year at this rock. It's called high rocks because the, the current takes them under. I said, well, but damn, that's what I was feeling the whole time. I said, yeah, that stuff's strong. So it's just when you really have, call me weird, but when you have faith and you love nature and you respect and you know who God is, you're fine. You'll be fine. You'll be taken care of. But when you don't, when you live a lifestyle that's turmoil and you're just, just always doing and you're never finding yourself in a place of peace, some people may would never have made that situation to be alive. So just finding that inner peace. I think I needed to hear that. Respect. Personally. Respect. 